music. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Dean on the Prince Podcast here at PodcastJuice.net. Joining me today is Mr. Chris. Chris, what's your last name? Horton, H-O-R-T-O-N. Horton? Yeah, like the Dr. Chris Horton. <laughs> Haven't heard that all my life. Right uh, <laughs> Otherwise, AKA, this is Mr. Funkatopia himself. I know y'all already familiar with it. Y'all already listened to him. Yeah, um, so he is here. We are live here uh, at an undisclosed location uh, in the Minneapolis area. Uh, this area is, 54. There you go. We're at the Celebration Weekend. And uh, we're going to talk about the Target Center Prince on the Big Screen mm -hmm. show uh, that we went to. But before we get into that, man, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed to be here yes. with you. I'm having a good time. Got to be, gotta be blessed. <laughs> and uh, so, man, I'm going to give you the honors. Okay. You're the guest. Of, of what? <laughs> to, to go first here, but um, just give me like your initial sort of thought. I mean, we'll dive deep into this, but what was your thoughts on the, the show itself? Talking about celebration or the targets? The, the targets, target specifically the target show. Um, um, so I guess there was a lot of um, unknowns going into this show, and I think that was. That was one of the things that made it interesting because they said Prince live on the big screen. There's going to be you know a full band that's going to be in front of the, the show. Uh, it's going to be front of the screen, and it's going to be you're going to see Prince on the screen. And it's going to be a live band. It's going to be playing there somehow synchronized, and they left a lot of they left a lot of mystery in it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it was even until probably a week before the celebration that they even divulged who was actually going to be on the band. Um, as far as like the the, the, the full lineup, mm -hmm. um, and they still didn't divulge what what concert are we seeing here? Right. Is is it going to be clips? Is it going to be how, how is this? How are they going to pull this off? Mm -hmm. You know how how is this going to be done? Where there's going to be a live band that's going to be somehow perfectly synchronized with a show? And you know they do it all the time with with orchestras and stuff, but when a live like a full live band scenario where it's got it's got to be done. One little thing goes wrong, the video gets off pace, right. anything happens, and this whole thing crashes and burns. I, I mean, it's just just to interrupt. Do you even? I'm trying to think. Is there a precedent for something like this? I don't remember ever seeing something where you take you, like, kind of giving away, I, but you strip away the music of what you you know and play right. new music over it. I don't know if there's. Um, I mean, I know that there's. There's been things that I guess are really, really similar, but I, I can't say that I've ever seen anything like this. I mean, like what I was talking about with the orchestras, you know, when they would do it along with, you know, when you have an orchestra in an orchestra pit and they're doing it along with whatever the play is or whatever, but there's still some, but there's still control there. Right. There, there's still a control where if the conductor can look up on the stage and see that something's messed up, then, you know, he can, he can pause the, the group. I mean, I guess you can do that with a live band too, but there's, there's something. But you can't pause Prince you can't pause. You can't pause if, if Prince is on screen dancing. Yeah. I mean, even to dance moves and everything. So, for those of you who don't kind of you know from a visual perspective of what what's happening here is there is um, they took footage from the Musicology tour. It looked like it was two separate shows. It did, yeah. Um, one was maybe the form. Could well been, yeah. Not sure what the other one was, but. but so they had two different. Um, it seemed like two different shows. 
because uh, one was in a blue suit and one was in the the gold sparkly suit that had like different a few different variations. <clears throat> but they then they had the live band, a full live band with I could can't even don't even know where to start with everybody that was on there between Kip Blackshear and Shelby J. And of course you have uh, you know the MPG horns and you have um, Cassandra, Kirk Johnson, Cassandra, you have Xavier. So you have like all these people that are on the stage playing in perfect synchronization with a live concert video. And I guess what's nobody knew what to expect. So nobody had any expectations going in as far as, you know, I don't know what we're about to see. And I and I don't know if that was by design or just because of just bad marketing or <laughs> how, how it was. I, I don't know. But there was there was a, a, a mysterious element there that was like, it's Prince live on the big screen with a full live man. You don't know what you're going to see right. or how they're going to pull this off. But you know you, you had to see it. Um, and... So then you go in and, and you see this kind of thing unfold and it wasn't a short concert. No. It was a two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. So it was a pretty like a full sad, sort of it was a full blown concert. And um, it was so, it was so well done. I mean, everything from the band on the stage and how they, um, interacted what was going on the screen i mean they could have spent their time turning around and i think even shelby had referred to this in the celebration she said it was very very tough to perform and not find yourself turning around and looking at the screen like you were interacting with the screen the whole band performed as if prince was on the stage but he was like invisible like it was just so they didn't act like there was a video going on behind them. They just they were dancing around the stage and did the exact same dance moves that they would have done if they were, you know, a part of that show. I think mean, Shelby was actually in at that concert. So she the elements to the fact that she wore the same exact costume that she wore at the at the concert was magic. I mean, those little types of details. Yeah. <laughs> Those little type of details are just right. fantastic, and I was thinking the whole time we're we're watching this unfold. I'm, I'm watching people around us cry, um, just just break down, and it's just because. Let's face it: if you don't have a seat somewhere in the first twenty rows, and you do have access to a big screen, that's where you're going to be looking, anyways. Mm -hmm. You're going to be watching that to be able to see the expressions on his face, to see the little, you know, movements and nuances that you're not going to be able to see unless you're close. Mm -hmm. And so because of the way that it was played out with the full band and the video, you, it was like you were there. I mean, it literally was like he was there. Like you expected to look up at the big screen and then look down at the stage and see him there. That was the only part that was missing. Mm so that I to me that's just, it was just mind-boggling and of course I was thinking to myself they, they, they gotta take this they gotta take this worldwide this can't just be here in Minneapolis the people have got to see this this is friggin this is magic for those people who have not seen Prince in concert this is about as close well, as you're gonna get to that's right now yeah. it's just um, it's just it was fantastic it was just so well done and I, I can only imagine that um, and I'll let, you, I'll let you unveil that secret as far as the the uh, option for people to be able to oh, get, okay. get get it into their town. Uh, that uh, Joel, had, but um, I mean, 
I can only imagine that as it goes worldwide, that maybe there will be more components. Like maybe they do have CeeLo come out and do a piece you know, of the show, come out and do a little special guest presentation. Maybe they do have Elton John come out if they bring it over to, you know, maybe, maybe they do put those elements in there. But I don't know. But even for what it was, without any quote-unquote special guests outside of MP, you know, Prince's band, uh, I, I can see this being just, I mean, it was breathtaking. It was breathtaking. Okay. Now, I'm going to I want to dive in some of the things you mentioned. Okay. But but quickly, I would just say my opinion of this show. Uh I thought it was excellent. Yes. I'm like you. I had expectation. I had expectations going on, but it's not because of the way it was presented to me. It's just because they didn't present anything to me other than Prince in the big screen. So, I'm in my right. mind I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe they're going to do this or this and that." But what they do is basically put on a concert based off of a previous concert, right? And right. they do it, I'll say this, on a technical level, flawless. Like, uh, wow, how they did that, the rehearsals must have been crazy. You know, how they chose that footage and, and just everything worked with it. Technically blown away by that. Um, the actual experience of watching this show, yes, it is as if you are watching a real concert. Mm. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody about the Sapezi Park. It actually reminds me of the time where Prince has done this before, not on the technical level, but in terms of you watching him on a screen and you don't bat an eye like you're not getting a full concert experience. One was, uh, I don't remember which tour it was, if it was Musicology, but it was the one that was live from the forum opening night of that particular mm -hmm. tour, and they broadcast it to the movie theaters around the country. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't remember which one that was. But that's what it reminded me of. Right, right, right. I remember going to the theater and watching it, and we were in the theater clapping. Obviously, Prince and them can't hear us. Right, yeah. No. We're in Seattle, but it was that same type of thing. I was like, he's done this before, where mm -hmm. you broadcasting some concert to different places around the world, and you still felt like you were there. Sign of the Times, to some degree, the movie is kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're playing to background other concert, but they're acting it out on the stage. You don't feel like you're getting cheated. It feels like you're watching a show. Sometimes right. you feel like you're there. Um, so for this, that kind of reminded me. I was like, well, Prince has kind of done this before. And it worked then. It works now because unlike any other artist, he's probably the only one of rare cases that you can go pull some 10-year-old program, put him on there, and people are going to go crazy. Like, he can pack a stadium right. from his old concerts. So I, th I thought that was fantastic. Uh, all of the band members, top notch, man. I mean, you really can see okay. how all of the training and rehearsing with Prince pays off. So now mm -hmm. that he's not even the teacher, has created these guys to be the masters now, where they are still in tip top shape, even if he's physically not there, they still can rise to the occasion. Because to okay. me, if you think about it, they had to recreate the music. Like, that's hard to do. Where it doesn't well, sound yeah, like not necessarily recreated, but well, but, but but play it like note for note. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, I mean even drop. That's well, a hard I mean, thing to do. Actually. But if it's all dropped out, you have a little bit of freedom there, you know. But but there's there's still got to be a click track that's going on in the background that you've got to stay in that. And you've got to be able to play with his guitar playing and all of that right. stuff. That's, that's what kind of freaked me <laughs> out too. Is it's like you just got to throw a whole entire song, and you manage to stay completely in the zone. Mm -hmm. From 
even if it's a, a 10 minute version of whatever it is right. and you because you, you're playing along for five minutes and all of a sudden it's time for Prince to do a guitar solo and somehow his guitar solo and his dance moves and everything else fits exactly yeah. with you know you're still on cue now one thing that I did notice there was a couple moments where they blacked out the screen yeah. you know so I thought maybe if it's a situation where it, a, a tweak needed to happen you know maybe, maybe they faded out and drew attention to Shelby or drew attention to to Kit Blackshear or whoever it was so that they can kind of resync it to kind of right. and it's for all we know it could be just like press a button they could say oh we're getting a little bit off we're going to fade out mm-hmm. and then they press a button and it resyncs kind of like DJ programs do you can yeah. click on sync and it goes right, right, right. <laughs> you know so I, I quantize the concert right I, I don't know um, but I, I I do know it was just God, it was just it's just something man it was definitely a yeah, no, spectacle was, for sure man yeah even in the in the lighting and the whole I mean just the stage oh, yeah. presentation itself and, and the, the way volume it of it up. too because that's the other thing too because you have two different things going on you have a video going on you have a live band going right. on so these two things have to work in harmony audibly too yeah. so you have a certain volume that's coming from the band and you have a certain volume that, that that's coming from from the video and so those things gotta gotta be in, yeah. in sync as well and that's just man i just yeah the sound was great it was not, it wasn't muddled or anything crazy you could hear everything clear in my opinion um i was gonna say i wanted to go back to some of the things you you mentioned and um you know you're talking about maybe having special guests and things and it's interesting that uh this show i have no complaints uh but I want to I want to get into conversations sometimes with fans we've been talking about. I'm gonna bring Justin Timberlake up because he sort of had a thing a while ago, right? And mm-hmm. he had the the picture the of Prince yeah. going. And I'm wondering, like, do you think this will sort of delve into the same sort of criticism? It may not be the reasons they were criticizing Justin, but in terms of you know, it's not it's not a hologram, obviously, but it's a right. video thing of Prince performing. Uh, and you have other. I mean, to me, it's almost the same thing on a technical level because Technically, you're right. It uh, is the same thing. Yeah. It's it's not some famous people you may hologram. know, but it's Prince's band members playing. They're not there with him. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we accept it in this That's form. True. But I, why do you, I'm just curious. No, no, yeah, I think it's funny that you say that because yeah, when they talked about hologram, like people were losing their mind. They were like, "No, he said it does not want to be. Don't ever do that to him." And I was like, "Okay, but this is, you're right. This is almost the same exact thing." But here, here, here's what I know. Okay, here's what I know is that they just did it in Prince's hometown <laughs> with. How many people come to the celebration? How many people were at the celebration? I don't know what the number is. Thousands? Probably a couple thousand. A couple thousand? With a few thousand rabid Prince fans. Mm -hmm. Rabid Prince fans that would do nothing to make sure... That, that to make sure that his legacy was completely preserved. And if you did anything that was not in his well wishes, Mm -hmm. oh, they're going to let you know. And many of those people were the same people who were screaming and hollering about the hologram. <laughs> and I have not been able to find one single detractor or one single person that was mad about that show. Okay. We got to the celebration. I haven't heard. I don't I know. Haven't you heard have. anybody? I haven't heard anybody say anything negative. It was like, oh yeah, but that's it's the same thing as the hologram. This is that. I haven't heard any. Mm-hmm. You have 
the people that come to celebration that are willing to put aside a chunk of their lives, days of their lives, and spend hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars to come to Minneapolis to come. The, these are the hardcore Prince fans that are here sure. at this celebration. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you were able to to do this in front of all of them and not have anybody complain that says a lot about the quality that and and the outcome of it i mean i i could have what what ways do you think that it probably could have could have crashed and burned and besides outside of technical glitches that's a good question i didn't think about that i mean uh i don't know i don't know if i can answer that i guess if they didn't respect, maybe if they didn't, res- I think this thing, if they didn't respect the musicians that were on the stage and felt like, right. oh, they didn't have nothing to do with Prince or something, but I think each person up there, obviously, Everybody. some of them were in the videos, so they have everything to do with, with Prince right. and were respected. Uh, I think that's a large part of it to the hardcore fan base. I was going to say back to you that the majority of people in that stadium, though, were not the hardcore fan. You're not going to feel, a, a, and it's not, a, right. I'm not saying this in the wrong way, but most of those people were not at the celebration, right? Because that stadium Correct. is as huge as hell. So there was oh, a yeah. small... Tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And, and again, it worked on that level. It worked on a commercial level. So not the niche Harvard mm-hmm. Prince fan, but on the broader, we're going to have a stadium arena show, which Prince always did. I mean, that was an arena show we watched. That wasn't his... That wasn't an after show that we I watched, right? for you. If you yeah, okay. I know where you're going. <laughs> so it works... Because it plays to, I think, what Prince always played to his larger base was, I'm going to play to everybody. And I think mm-hmm. they appreciate that. And I'll say, too, you know, after, yesterday I went to Burger King just to get something to eat. And the manager lady was getting off work. And I had, like, my purple something on. And she was like, oh. We started talking. And she's like, oh, yeah, I went over to that show last night. Um, my, my girlfriend or cousin or something had bought a ticket so I went with her so she's indicating that she's not really like a hardcore prince right. fan or nothing and she was like it was amazing you know she was, man he tore it up you know <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah it was good yeah he's like yeah he was like yeah that he that prince is something else mm-hmm. you know and it, and I let me know that just kind of the average sort of average prince fan obviously you know who he is he lives here in the city right. she enjoyed the hell out of that mm-hmm. and so I can see how it will play very well. But to kind of going back to our thing is, in terms of the hardcore audience, I think why you're not, and again, let me say this, as we're recording this, I haven't been looking online to see what sort of the audience who, hardcore fan base who weren't at the celebration, what they may have thought of some of the live streams right, or yeah. clips. So I don't know what they're saying, but for the people who are hardcore enough to pay to come here, yeah, everyone enjoyed that. And I think the reason why they enjoyed it because they know that it was done in respect. Uh, they had no problem with it. And, you know, it was top notch. Mm-hmm. It, it, it exceeded the expectations, in my opinion. So I think that was another part of it. Now, I'm going to let you answer the thing. But I will say the only thing I would have improved about it and what I was hoping, I was like, I hope they change up and jump to another time frame or something. Uh, and, you know, I could, right. now for me, I'm like. I think that may have taken it out of the element, though. And it may have, but I'm just I saying mean, as a consumer, you have to you, you have to keep. I think I think the more that you jump, the more that you jump tracks, and you say, "Oh, now we're here. Now we're going to the '80s," 
Absolutely. I mean, that that may be another phase. <laughs> that may be another phase that right. they do. They do three years down the road, and now we're going to redo Purple Rain, and now we're going to do you know well, who knows what's coming down the pike. And, but you're not. But you cannot. You don't have that level of quality video wise to show it in an HD scenario because even their right. best audio uh, video equipment that they had back there in the '80s was pretty. Bad. Well, yeah, but see, I wouldn't even. I, I now see again. Maybe because I'm hardcore, I wouldn't have cared about that. <laughs> yeah, I, but it takes I, you out of the element. You want it. They want you to believe that you're consistent. at the concert. Yeah, they, they want, want you to believe that you're at the concert. And if they take you out of that element and they remove that from you, then and make it very obvious and drawing sure. attention to the fact that you're watching a video that you can change on a dime. Where he, all of a sudden his hairstyle goes from from, from poof to I, I, pull back. I, I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, I know, yeah, we never thought about it too. Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. too different. Again, that's why I, I say that thing was made to appeal to the broader audience oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Prince Arena's tours were great at. Sure. And that was a complaint we as fans would always have. Oh, if you go to this type of show, you're gonna hear the hits. Mm. That, that's what he's playing to that base. Or if you're going to a smaller place. Yeah, I'm not playing that song. He's playing the, the rare stuff. So I mean, I'm kind of just voicing that same sort of thing we've always said, and I'm nitpicking to be clear because I enjoyed the show. Oh yeah, um, but you, you said you wanted to bring up something. Well, it was two things. The first thing was, um, I think there's an element of people like the like the lady you met at Burger King. This is a second question that got added on. <laughs> uh, I'll try to remember. I'm hopefully I don't forget the first question, but the, the, that this question kind of takes prevalence over this one. There's a lot of people out there who have not seen Prince. Yes. Who have never seen him in concert. I don't know how many times you've seen him in concert, but the his two final shows in Atlanta were number 26 and number 27 for me. Okay. So I had the opportunity to be able to see him 27 times in concert, wow. which is a lot. Mm -hmm. Especially for somebody who never came to Minneapolis to see him. Everything that I've seen was in Atlanta. And that includes after parties too. So I, I'm including the after party concerts yes. as a separate concert. Um, so, you know, that's, there are people out there that are really, like I had a friend that had bought a ticket to go see the final show in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He had tickets to the 10 o'clock show. He had front row balcony mm -hmm. to the 10 o'clock show. And it was something going on. I don't remember what was going on. Was it a basketball game or something that it happened? He was like, ah, I'll just catch him next time. And he sold his tickets because at the time he got bank. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got bank for that for for front row balcony, mm -hmm. the 10, 10 p.m. show, his final show in Atlanta. I mean, you didn't know it was his final show at the time, but in hindsight, after he passed away, even though he had made a good bit of money, right. you and he had never seen Prince before. So, he he was. I could see it in yeah. him. I could I I could see the just. Oh man, well, dude, I were, really screwed this up. There are fans at the celebration who have never have never seen Prince before. Yeah. Too, so, so right. Yeah, so so this is that. So I think this this show this presentation that they're doing is a perfect I got you. perfect scenario for people like that who really I I think it mm -hmm. says. All right, you never got a chance to see Prince? Okay, cool. Here's, kind of he, 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 here, here's the closest you're going to get, and it's mm -hmm. it's your, it's going to blow your mind. I absolutely agree with you on that aspect. I, 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 so, so, so there's that. Um, so, yeah, the, the thing, and maybe it's not necessarily a question, but I guess it is really. Who else do you know of? Uh. <laughs> 
that would be able to sell out to sell out a huge auditorium like Target Center. I don't know, the auditorium's not mm-hmm. a word, right, word, whatever they call that. Arena, big arena, whatever. Yeah. Posthumously, sell this thing out. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking around. I mean, I, I see acts now. I mean, you can go to, you can go to a Jay Z concert, or even a Beyonce concert, or any any type of big artist concert right now, mm-hmm. and be able to look around. It maybe feel like you can sporadically see, you know, mm. some seats here and there and everything. I mean, and just it, it's just there was not an empty seat anywhere. Like literally, I was right. I, at one point in time, I was looking around that whole entire arena, looking for those empty seats right. and looking for those, you know, those little hit and miss no, empty it was seats. I, I, I didn't. It was just it was breathtaking how many people. And the only reason why they didn't even sell that super, that top level was because of the screen issue. Okay. They said if we sell tickets up there. Because I asked somebody, I said, well, why weren't those tickets sold? And they said, because you can't, it, the, the experience would have been gone. You wouldn't have been able to see the, the screen. Note, you mentioned the screen. Did you notice that one screen was just rocking back and Both forth? Both of them were. Yeah, I, I, I pointed up and I saw there was, yeah, they, they had two screens that were hanging on the side stage, if I was referring to. And they, it, it, it was like somebody had like, pushed it because yeah. it was hanging from two cables and, and it was just like swinging oh, just and back just and like, forth. I kept kind of like, man, I was like, please don't let... But nobody could have pushed it and somebody said, it, somebody was there that I, I can't remember who I was sitting next to. Somebody was a celebration and I said, do you see that up there? And he just shook his head like, yeah, it's supposed to do that type of thing. It was like, is it supposed to do that? How do you know it's supposed <laughs> to do that? <laughs> it was, uh, that. Why yeah. is it supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah, it was go off frame. So what's, why would you do that? But I, maybe it was just an energy thing. They kind of felt like they needed to swing it. Because nobody from the bottom could reach the screen. It was way too far for anybody to have physically been able to grab it. So it had to be somebody up in the rafters who may have you know, pulled the cable and maybe swung it. Seems like there's some legalities there. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> man, this should be tragic. You know? a thousand pound screen and having it yeah. swing side to side. But yeah, so there's little weird elements. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The, so you actually, you actually like, who, who else could do I mean, you know, the only person that I could see. Posthumously now. Posthumously. The only person I could see, uh, Michael Jackson, I, I think. I mean, um, to me, Michael Jackson, I don't even think that's. You're going to debate me on that. Yeah, I'm going to debate you on that. Here's why I'm going to debate you on that. Um, Name me, and maybe you could do this, and I'm going to look like an ass. (laughs) Name me some some members, some some of uh, Michael Jackson's uh, band members. So, okay. I'm glad you said that. No. I I had this conversation with somebody yesterday, and I said, the thing about it is... <laughs> Michael Jackson wasn't about the band members. That's not why we were in the Michael. But that's the component, though. Sure, that's no. the component that but, makes yeah, this let thing let work. Let me finish my argument. Finish my argument. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you were to ask, all right, the majority of the people who were at that show that we saw, right, right, if you asked them that same question about the Prince, they wouldn't be able to answer that question for you either. Right, but <laughs> you're in the same. You're in the same musical arena as Prince. It's like I could probably tell I, I could probably tell you band members of Stevie Wonder's band. I could probably you know like No, I, but I'm saying if, like that lady I saw at the Burger King. If right, I was okay. to ask her and again I'm saying that because the okay, majority no, of those okay, people were saying. not hardcore. See, yeah, they would not know who those they would know Wendy, Lisa, but obviously they were not there. Right. So they don't know who those they don't know Shelby and yeah, all those guys. That's true. And so, so then my point is to say if there's band members that were up there that I didn't know 
and, and me kind of low-key the, the same way. But we knew Prince. And I just right. to answer your question, I said, I think Michael Jackson, obviously, listen, I'm a Prince guy, but I'm also a Michael dude. I, Michael does his, they're two different things. Oh, yeah. But I think Michael Jackson would legitimately be able to sell out an arena of concert footage. Uh, would it, but it's, it's for different reasons. But I mm-hmm. guess maybe at the same point, maybe my argument is to say it's for the same exact re- reasons. Because if you ask the laymen about Prince and who they know as band members, they're always going to go to the Revolution in Purple Rain because that's what right. a casual fan knows. They're not going to know the th- Third Eye Girls and, and this and that. And so if you ask me about Michael Jackson, I don't know who the band members aside from uh, Greg Phillinson or whatever his name is. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote some right. of the songs. But I know Michael, and I know right. if they're going to show the footage of Michael getting down, that's all I'm here for. So that would be my answer to say that's the only person I could see that could do it. But see, you know, and, and they've actually gone down the route, mm-hmm. like when they did the whole, um, they already made Michael Jackson into a hologram. Yes. So, 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 sure. they, so they've kind of already done this, so they've kind of taken it to a different level. Um, I would... I guess I'm I'm just a little bit. Well, maybe way. I'm, I'm like I'm way slighted, obviously, towards Prince. I, I love Michael Jackson. Sure. I love Michael Jackson, but I get asked this all the time, and 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 I'm always going to be. You're going to ask me to choose one. I'm always going to oh, go. I, I, that's not a problem. I think I'm always going to be. Things, oh yeah, it's so, two different things. You know, because two because different the things. other thing too that that happens with with the Prince thing is is the volume of music. For sure. Not that Prince, not that Michael Jackson doesn't have a a, a pretty sizable no, library. Musician, man. Uh, yeah, but but when they you've got those those elements that you can you know reach into a library and you can pull out if I was your girlfriend or you can pull out a ballad of Dorothy Parker you can pull out yeah, girls and right. boys or you can pull in these tunes that are just like oh my god I can't believe they're playing this song. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me, but I, I can't think of any Michael Jackson songs that have not been on the radio where it's like, oh my God, if they'd have played that one, that one's just been like... Yeah, I mean, well, no. I, I agree because they're two, you can't it's, really, it's you just, honestly it's, can't it's compare the two. They're, right, you don't know what's going to happen at a Prince show. That, 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 that's... Very true. That, that's kind of what, if, if we're, they were going to do a Michael version, a Michael Jackson version of it, I think the expectation would be, we're going to hear all the hits. And we kind of did a little bit with the Prince sure. side. Well, that's what I'm saying. It kind of did. It, it, but if there you was have some an arena in show, there. the expectation for the normal, non-super hardcore Prince fans is that you go, if, if you don't hear the hits, is a problem. And I, even he sort of locks into that. So right. we're doing the hits, all the hits this time. You know. mm-hmm. So again, they both play. They know their market. Well, it was the Musicology Tour. So yeah. that, and that was the whole point of that. Welcome show. to America. Right. Same thing. That, but, that was the whole... That's the yeah. point of it, right? That's the whole point of it. I'm going to play you the hits. But he knows that I can go do these smaller ones and play to my real fans and play the different stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not to compare. Again, we're not, we can't compare yeah. Michael Jackson. Um, but I would say the thing I'm interested in, so we're taking this thing on the road, right? They announced that the plan is to take this show on the road next year. And they're Correct. asking people to email them and let them know what cities... I guess so they can get an idea of, right. of where they go with this. To me, that would be the true test of this thing is to say, yeah, you can do a one-off special event. And they blew it out. I'd be curious to see how it plays as a road show uh, and how they would market that uh, to people. I think they would be very cognizant of the the venue that it was in. Mm-hmm. 
you know, depending on the, but but I if they market it right, I there's just no way that it, it wouldn't. I mean, I, I that I, would be a first, like to actually the have marketing has to work. Go on. and it uh, it's so funny. Well, not funny, it's funny to me. I, I have this sci-fi book that I'm writing, and at the very beginning of the book, it is a the what that you're writing. It's a science fiction. You're writing novel. a science fiction book. Yeah. Low key, it has it came out a few years ago, but I'm redoing it. But at the beginning of the book, I'm a, <laughs> Wait, sci- you're writing I'm a, sci- a science I'm a sci-fi dude, man. That's okay, all right. Well, okay. We, do, we have geeked out. We have oh, I know, I know. But I just just something new. I didn't <laughs> just. I'm so multifaceted, you're man. About I didn't you. know you're about writing a shit. science fiction book. Okay, yeah, man. All right. Uh, uh, D- Truth's Destiny. Sign Amazon. <laughs> But the, <laughs> at so, the beginning, so it's done, the, and we can buy it on Amazon. Well, I just said low key. It's already been out a few years, but I'm redoing it. But I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So you could some, some of my listeners. They have I'm it. trying. I'm trying to stop your no, thought man, process. I only talk about but myself. I gotta know more about this. <laughs> That's another show. That's but great. in the book, at the beginning of it, it takes place slightly in the future. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. Writing this down. Truth, destiny. Is that what? I should never said this. <laughs> I gotta write this down now. <laughs> the beginning is a there's a concert that's going on, and it's a concert of Prince and Michael Jackson. Uh, and what had happened was that both of the estates had sold the rights to their voices to Google in the book, and they had created this song using both of them, and it became this big hit. And then they used hologram technology to actually create a show. Where it was the, they were literally the biggest thing in music, even they both had been passed at this time. But they were the biggest thing in music. And it was just, I used it to say, it's, in a sense, it was so far in the future where, you know, you always had these revival sort of things. But at this point in the future, music was so for shit that you could literally have Michael Prince Mania all over again, even if they're not alive. And technology mm-hmm. was at the point where they literally had them, you know, three dimensional parts of them playing and they could actually make new music with both of them by mining their vocals from the right. different albums and shit and you never know I mean we may be going that direction at some point but I was just you know it was just funny to me now saying like now we're actually talking about having right. a real life Prince tour See, two right, years after he's died time. right See, you're ahead of your time <laughs> so, uh, well you know here's the thing I, I find interesting I'm not a. Are you a member of any Michael Jackson groups or Michael I'm Jackson? Not, no, not you know. So, I but mean, you know, I, I was the guy that had the Michael Jackson Jerry curl. Now, and <laughs> the, the, the loafers at school, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> so it's been two years now. Cause I can't believe it's been two years now since yeah. Prince's Prince has been gone. And I I think that his every year that passes, mm-hmm. the mania gets stronger. Mm and stronger okay. and I mean the celebration is testament to that True. I mean I don't know that they do anything that's 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 on this level like for Michael Jackson I I, I, don't, I, I, I can't think of anything where they have like a, a, a big huge convention not that they couldn't right. but I also think that there's not a centralized location for Michael like there is with Paisley Park with Prince you know where you can say let's we're all going here to his house mm-hmm. um, but I just I, I just see the, the 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 trajectory of the the notoriety and and I, I just I just don't I just don't see Prince Mania dying hmm. like ever. It just seems like every single day that passes, there's something else that endears you to him even more, hmm. and that 
continues on the legacy even more, not to even mention that you have these hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of songs that are buried in there. Right. You mentioned Prince and Michael Jackson working here. They have worked together. Supposedly there's some songs that are sitting in the vault that the two of them have worked on together. And I was like, really? What? When did this happen? Right. You know, there's supposedly some songs that him and Kendrick Lamar worked on together when Kendrick was at was that sure. thing. I was like, well, what? Really? I, I thought he was just there, and that that whole thing with him on stage was just like a little, you know, happenstance thing. I was like, I'm playing, just come on, just a little scat, a little bit. Of, but apparently, there was there was more that happened that night. So, I mean, there's a Stevie Wonder, a whole Stevie Wonder thing that they did beyond the, you know, the one that he produced. I, I just there's so much music and it's there's no stopping it's like yeah it's you know I, I do i agree with you i think obviously there is a ton of material left to be mined and to yep. use i guess the question is i think the difference between the michael thing is their estates are maybe in a different places uh, i think his yeah. michael's estate probably maybe maybe they don't need to do a celebration did he have a will I believe he did, or I believe at least his business was in order where there's no question of who was going to be in control of his situation. Right. So, and, 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 you know what I mean? So there's a little difference where they're not... But even with all the disarray that's going on with Prince, it's there, there, there still seems to be a little bit more semblance of order about the dissemination of that music. Well, so the thing is, what I was trying to say is, I think in terms of the finances of Michael's estate, there's probably right. so much, there's no, they're not worried about tax money or I believe the family got a huge $700 million thing a few years ago. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't need to do a lot of these things because their business is so tight. Whereas the Prince thing, and we've seen the reports recently, you know, a lot of people are getting paid, but not necessarily the family. And it's still sort of tied up in, you know, the valuation of the, how much it's actually worth. And you still got this other bank that's in charge. So there's so many other things going on where they got, it's in their best interest to cre- keep creating oh, yeah. financial opportunities, mm-hmm. I think. But the, what I was trying to say is that... But how deep is that pool? I keep derailing you. Well, no. It's, <laughs> the thing is, like, they how deep have, is that pool of music that they, they have? They have music, but the problem is, can but they Michael sell Jackson it? family has as much no, music? No, no. I'm not saying he does have music. I'm saying okay. Prince has a lot of music. The question is, though, oh, can Prince they it. sell that music? Or, do they know what they have? Do they oh, know right. how to... Do you know what I mean? Because they have, to me and you... I'm ready to give them my wallet, but they may not know what I really want. Well, they want keep putting the wrong people in charge of that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, We're like so know? far away from the target thing right now. <laughs> this is a good conversation. <laughs> but it's like, who, who, who decides, There's who's a, deciding what should come right. out, right? Do they really know they what that They keep putting the wrong people means? in charge of that, though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't put somebody who's, who's business-minded and, and, and not that you, not, but the people that need to be involved in that, or like somebody like Sheila E. Somebody who was who was actively involved in that process. Not only in was there during the creation of it and was involved with a lot of the creation of it, right. even all the way up until before his passing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just the people that were just there. I mean, it was just so many people that it's it just seems they need, yeah, they need. what's the uh, guy's name? Um the gentleman that's that's Sheila E's manager right now, Gerald Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert Davis. Gilbert Davison. Gilbert would be a great. Uh, he was there. He's. How long has Gilbert long been involved with Prince? It's a very long. Very time. long time. Yeah. So you put somebody like one of these cats, that, 
knows the hierarchy and know you know knows the succession of how this stuff got broken out, um, and I, they just keep putting. Oh, Purple Rain Deluxe was a, was a prime example. There was people that were there that were making decisions to put songs on that album that shouldn't have been on there. Mm. Like, Weekend F was one of them. Because uh, you don't think that should have been on there? No. I don't. We're, we're done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, 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 no. no and, oh. and, 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 and here's why. I love it. Oh. I love that song. I, I love that song. But you got to understand. You have to understand something. Prince was in a very spiritual-minded place. And he was in a very, very, very different... About like in present... In, in, the, in his present time, before okay. his passing. Sure. Right. And so, before his passing, he was in a very, very different different place. And I don't think that out of all the material that he had to choose from, from that era, mm-hmm. or from that section, mm-hmm. that he would have said, you know what? I, I've already made a decision back during Rainbow Children that I'm never going to cuss from the stage again. Okay. I'm already making... I made spiritual decisions about my life that I'm going to be nothing but positivity. Mm-hmm. But you know what? For this release, I'm going to grab We Can Fuck and I'm going to put this on that CD. Okay. I, I, I can see where it is in the scheme of things if you're trying to be uh, a completist of sorts and you're trying to say, you know, I really want to do a good representation of what was happening during that time. I just don't think that that song would have been one of the ones that he would have picked. Okay. I think I just well, consciously from, from a concept. Sure. And, and that's just me. And I'm not the only one that feels that way, but I, I can, because I was asking Dwayne Tudal about this when we were doing our interview, I, you know, I, he said, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would have been either. Well, I, I would agree with you on the way you, you right. broke that down. But then, uh, to me, you go down a road, if you're going to do that, then a lot of the stuff that's, if that was There's true. There's something else that he could have put in there. Well, right, but I'm saying, if you... Look you, at, you look at everything that he did not release. You look at everything that he did not release. Not you, you've read Dwayne's book, right? Yes. You, you know all those songs, all those unreleased songs sure. that were in that mix, that all that pool of music that he could have choose from. I agree with you. Especially, and this is like a good, you know, he may have written it during that time, but that wasn't even released. The we'll Weekend see. Funk wasn't released until Graffiti Bridge. I'm not so, arguing so, that. So, so you're, you're, you're not only doing that, you're, you're also taking it out of the time frame, too. You're taking it, not you're the time frame right. that wasn't recorded, but the time frame that people know that mm. when that song was released, which is many albums later. So, so it's just, Chris, just a couple things going on. I agree with you. But, <laughs> okay. but my, my right. point just is to say, sure. if I go down, if I use your logic, though, okay. and go down that path, Sure. You wouldn't have the Target Center show because Prince wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have been a part of that, and we probably were kind of so. we yeah, kind of talked about so. that, right? right? Like, so there would be a lot of things that are probably going on right now that we wouldn't be doing if we was to use that logic. And well, Prince wasn't with this. Prince ain't wasn't streaming. He ain't with YouTube. He probably right. wouldn't even be with the celebration if he wasn't here because he don't celebrate. You know? right. So right. that's why I'm saying. If we do go down that route, then you have to go all the way down that route and, and understood, half understood. stuff. And, and again, I'm not saying that the end result is a bad thing. I'm just bad thing for the fans. I'm just saying that you know, from when when you're looking at what decisions are being made about what's being released and what's being you know pushed out to the people and what form and and how how they're doing it, it just has to be done by somebody I, that that was that was really part of that process that knew what was going on in order to try to make it a I guess yeah. it's just a, just a legitimate release. It, it almost, I think, maybe needs to be a consortium of things because you would need, like you mentioned, Gilbert, and I would throw in like a Susan Rogers or different people. Oh, yeah, sure. But I think you also would need the voice of the, cons- well, I say consumer, but the fan, so mm-hmm. that you know what the fan, you know, these are the people you, you want to actually 
pay for right. it. So you need to know what they actually want. And I think that's where you, a person like yourself or some of these other thought leaders in the Prince world can say, well, you know, us as fans, we really, this is our thoughts on that. So that they don't put out, so that you could make the argument that you made, right, about we can fuck or whatever. So it needs to be a, I think, a consortium because they may just know it from being inside the camp. Right. And yeah, I was there when this was recorded and I know what songs go with who, but then the fans might be like, we've always been wanting to hear this project or whatever. Uh, so if you're gonna put that song out, make sure it's this version because this is the one they've always sort of wanted. You know what I mean? So it just mm -hmm. has to have a, like, a consortium so that, yes, we do the right thing. And I think that's the thing with Prince. It's like to be able to conceptual, uh, take all of his stuff and put it in the context to know that, well, we can't just nilly-nally be grabbing songs from different periods and just put that out there. Nah, they got to go together. You know, but but I think that's the same thing. I think there's got to be a continuity because people knew that, you know, Purple Range released in '84, mm -hmm. and you know, was mostly recorded in '83. But most of for the, the lay people that know Purple Rain, knew that We Can Funk was not released until Graffiti Bridge. So I even think when you're in that mindset, and you're listening sure. to Purple Rain. And all, well, of a sudden, and all of a sudden, they kind of take you out of that time. If you're not knowledgeable, this was recorded during sure. that time. Well, you're thinking, why did they jump right, all the way out? Why did they jump so many albums ahead for the song? That's, I, would see that's the, I would say that's like, if you look at Dwayne's book or something, that's the beauty of if you go right. back and say, sure. well, that exposes the genius of Prince. He was already, he already had these thoughts way back then, right. even though we got it here and I think that's the beauty of a special edition release oh, yeah, like sure, that yeah. just to show you yo this dude was ahead of his game for mm -hmm. himself right um so I think it would be so to me but a completist hardcore if they had I'm consulted I would be like well actually uh it looks like he had raspberry beret was actually been worked on back in this point and it would blow people's mind why would you put raspberry beret on purple rain album or something or or pop right. life but it was it well if you go and actually do your research and we'll explain in the liner notes, he actually recorded that song back then. Right. So here's just a, exactly. a a way of showing you like, yo, he was on some other shit. And you see that with, well, I don't know if you see it, but when I look at some of the Sly Stone, or Sly Stone, the Sly releases where they'll put out like all of his uh, tracks that he was working on and they're from different albums of the release stuff, but you can see pieces of oh this is when he was really working on that right and again it's so far removed from his heyday and I which I was not around and I would I guess I would be considered like one of those kids of today that may jump into Prince now I jumped into Sly maybe 10 20 years ago but mm -hmm. far removed from when he was hitting sure but I heard the music here and there oh I didn't know he did that song oh he did that okay I'm gonna go buy the albums you know yep. I might buy them out of right. order but then I'm all into it. And then, you know, in the last couple of years, they put out these different releases and they pull stuff from different places, but it's alternate tracks. And yeah, I didn't know different things, but it's a history thing for me. It's so. funny for me because it's, it's a little bit opposite because again, being born in 68 and being a child of the 70s, mm -hmm. I already knew all those artists before I knew Prince. I, I mean, right. I, I knew Sly, I knew Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm -hmm. I knew Stevie Wonder, I, and so I, I listened to all those, and then Prince came along and obviously turned. And it's funny that the artist that Prince turned me on to, like, 
were like non like Joni Mitchell sure. and stuff like that. It's just like totally non Prince related. So mm-hmm. I, I just it was just kind of unusual to me that the artist that um you know, some of the stuff like digging deeper into the library of like Stevie Wonder was actually for me was uh because of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because okay. when they released Higher Ground, I was like, oh, oh man, this is a jam, man. This is great. And it was like, oh. And I was riding with a friend of mine. He was, was playing a keyboard for a band. He goes, oh, that's a good remake. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, that's yeah, Stevie Wonder song. I was so like, are you, what now? Are, are you saying then that's what Taylor Swift is doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> How did Taylor Swift get into this? Well, she just came out with the remake of uh, September, right? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't heard that mix yet. Is it oh, good? I, listen, I have to. I have to. No, put, it's not good. <laughs> I have to put myself. Uh, yeah, I wish you guys could have visually seen his face. Uh, I have to put myself in a bubble of sorts. Okay. You know, when it comes to new music, I mean, there's some things like I was. We were talking about when we were walking up here that the internet is about to release mm-hmm. a brand new album. You know, so I, I like a lot of those bands like that, like Thundercat and okay. and just these these cats that are just doing stuff and Anderson Pac and all uh, these guys are yeah, just. Yeah. Friggin' Erica Badu and that whole soul, you know, soul Quarian thing. I just, I'm a, oh my God, the roots and it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, the Taylor Swift thing, to be clear, I don't listen to her music, but it was such a headline news story a, a week ago. That's how I heard about it. But it's just the audacity of her. No, I need to know. I've got to hear what that sounds yeah. like. <laughs> well, I will say this there, there's banjos. What? And, and Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not going out of my way to listen to that. It's just like there's if certain things you need to leave alone. Like okay, if you leave leave Earth, Wind, and Fire alone, or leave yeah, just, just can't. Why would you redo it? Yeah, there's certain things like I, I just I don't I never know why people redo certain songs unless you're gonna. I mean, there's certain songs that are just at that level. It's like why would you do? You know, it's like somebody redoing saying I'm gonna redo Ohio Player's Sweet Sticky Thing. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't freaking touch well, that song. <laughs> I have heard, I have heard somebody do it, and it was really good. I, well, I it's just yeah. D'Angelo. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, but there's the, the certain things that you I, hear are just right. like, no, right. no, no, you don't know. You better no. be the shit. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna redo if I was your girlfriend. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. What? Oh, you did it already. Uh Okay. All right. So this this episode, we're going all over the place. So you guys get in the No, I'm just curious. So you brought that up. So you don't like the TLC? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I do actually like that. Okay, but so it was a little bit different, though, because but that that also came with his blessings, though, too. Sure. So it was a little bit. So it was a little bit. Um, I think his involvement in that was a little bit more than what they had. You think so? Uh, I, I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it was one of those. Alexander Nevermind moments where he just I, I I I think that there was some involvement with him for sure. Interesting. interesting. It, it just it, it feels that way. There's certain songs that have a feel to it. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna ride with that song, Dallas Austin. But I I know I know I I know that I know that. But I just I can't. Yeah, it was it was pretty well done. Ballsy yeah. move to take a signature. I don't even. Not so much. I don't even know if that wasn't radar. But it is radar. such that extreme type of Prince type of song. Like, mm-hmm. you win. You're going to do that song over? Okay. I mean, they, you know, they pulled off with decent. Right. Well, yeah. I, I just know that it's, you know, something like, again, just try to find like perfectly structured songs like Ballad of Dorothy Parker or, you know, oh. so some of these songs that's just like. Yeah. 
Why do you just yeah, don't don't even bother? A door, yeah. What? Don't even don't even bother. It's just don't. Come you up. would have to be essentially the next type of, you know, one one in a lifetime artist to even, exactly. in my opinion, to, to first yeah. have the balls to do it, but then to actually do it, and somebody would say, oh, "I've some people out there who probably kill it," but it's just like, mm, you know, I'm gonna say something that makes sound crazy. I was in Vegas during the thirty one twenty one, and I went to go see the Prince experience uh, no purple experience called. that may be what they're, they're you know they do the prince show well there, there's two main ones out there. there's purple rain maybe it was them because they have the morris day thing with them too right well purple rain uh what's um this was years ago but i think that's the guy from the guy from purple rain is actually singing with the uh new power soul now oh um, that's right well actually i don't think he is with them but I, you're right yeah. i think it might have been him possibly uh, well i was yeah, gonna he say, was appropriate he's yeah, I was Man, gonna say, freaking fantastic. They did a door. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember what the, uh, his name. That was, was the first time I heard a door live, and I was like, "This dude destroyed that song." <laughs> he did. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. amazing. He's very good. But uh, yeah, okay, and now I'm actually working with. I'm actually doing some work with MPG right now. Um, doing uh, some graphic work for them. So, and I have like tons of pictures of him on my computer right now, <laughs> trying to piece all this stuff together for them. The, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think, um, man, I tell you, I, I, I got to say, we're, we can bring this all back around sure. to, to the target, to the target center thing. I think that if it comes to your town, you can obviously, and you know, Michael didn't say this, but you can, you can eat, you said that you can eat, they can email. Where you would email to would be info at officialpaisleypark.com. Um, that's where you would send the request to have that Prince of the live stream brought to your town. And then I guess, the, I don't know if they're going to be pooling answers or, I mean, it seems like they would have like a, some type of... Yeah, I don't, personally, I don't take that request serious. You can't really gauge. I mean, you have to go by the marketplace. Uh, I would, yeah, I would think. And I'm work, I'm sure they're working with. They'd have to work with some kind of, you know, bookers or something. But yeah, any I major think. city, I would imagine you would Vegas. consider. Vegas. You guys have Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. L.A. L.A. Atlanta. Atlanta, Detroit, or something like that. New York. You would go to. You think it would work in Detroit? Yeah, maybe Detroit. Well, I'm just saying because there's a huge Prince. Oh, yeah. Thing there, um, but I would say the bigger cities you would consider if it's an arena show. Uh, Australia, I mean, there's, there's some place, the yeah, take it around the world, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because they, because we were talking the celebration when uh, I can't remember who was, I guess it was the guy from the current came out and said, "Who's from out of town?" and everyone went oh, crazy right. and he said, "Who's from out of the country?" and it was like majority of people, mostly. majority of people from out of the country, so I mean, that's so that's powerful, yeah. it's really powerful. Yeah. It came, into, it came into like the. <laughs> in the middle of the United States, in, in April, you know, right? in April, and Prince is not here. Not <laughs> we just got to remember that, like, he's not here. Yeah, so uh, nobody here. But you can just, yeah, it's uh, if it comes to your town in 2019, you got to see it. Oh yeah, and I, I, I would say that was yeah. the end result. So where do you live? I'm in Seattle. So you're in Seattle. So, so, would definitely so if this show came to Seattle, you'd go see it again. Uh, probably, and I know for Seattle they would sell out. Right, yeah, but you would consider seeing it again see based it on what you've already seen. Oh, I would see it again, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, but I'm the guy see. that if it was anything, from something good. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you can to support it. Yeah, if it came to Atlanta, I'd probably see it too. So, yeah. no, I would, I would go. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I was, I thought it was great. Uh, I'm curious to see 
what they do with it. And I think whoever came up with that was a great idea. Now they said that Kirk was definitely spearheading getting yeah, that Kirk, Yeah, they said Kirk Kirk Johnson was a big part of pulling all that stuff together. So, um, yeah, so and I, that's that's testament because I know that dude's got a lot of stuff going on right now. So <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Uh but uh so it's it's testament to his uh his commitment to continuing on his legacy, man. So I've got yeah, right. bad love for the dude. All right. Whew. Man, we've been we, we, we got into it today. This has been really good. Uh, Chris, where can they find you online, sir? Funkatopia.com. F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-I-A. If you want to listen to the music, got the radio station. You can download the Funked Up app. F-U-N-K-E-D-U-P. Uh, you can also listen online. Just go to Funkatopia.com and click on Funk Radio. You can listen there right now for the month of April. It's playing 24-7, all prints, and there's no commercials. We got some bumpers, but there's no there's no commercials. Um, and then when it's not April, and they normally play, uh, if you're listening to this outside of April, which is highly probable, um, there it, we play Prince from 6 to 12 Eastern Standard Time, and that's both 6 to 12 to cater to both sides, to our international uh, mm-hmm. listeners and also our regular listeners. So 12 hours a day is all Prince on the radio station, and uh, it's obviously the reason why we have the large Prince consortium that we do, but it, it's so what people love and people are apparently appreciating everything that's happening. So, man, come check it out. All right. We will do that. And, of course, you can find us at podcastjuice.net. And also look us up on Facebook, Podcast Juice, and on Twitter at Podcast Juice. As I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>